What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Friday, October 9th. Another day, more COVID information. (laughs) Yay. Uh, I mean, at least some good stuff. Good stuff in terms of the Titans. Sort of for now, crossing fingers, knocking on wood, all of that fun stuff. But uh, I'm going to just update you on all of the events throughout the course of the show today when we talk about each respective team. And the Jets are now on that list. So the list, really, the three key teams that we're going to be focusing on for that would be the Titans, the Patriots, and the Jets. But I'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. Of course, we're breaking down all the remaining games for you from a matchup standpoint, including some information that you need to know Before we get into that, though, of course, let's tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks. And that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and freaking football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? A free $5 game just for you, just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. And yes, that is a great way to help this podcast out. Just go sign up. Get your 50 free dollars. Your deposit match, whatever you want to call it, for 50 bucks. And play. Promo code RANT. All right, so let's get into all of this stuff here. I'm going to roll through the games like we always do on a Friday, of course, if you want. The article uh, that this all comes from, it's called The Report, or Rapport, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) over at FTNFantasy.com. And every football subscription now is 25% off because we are 25% into the season So if you want to get in at FTNFantasy.com, if you want to get in at FTN Daily or at FTN Bets, that's a nice little discount. So there you go. Uh, Let's start, though, with the Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons. And on the Atlanta side, there's no denying that this defense is not good, right? Uh, So for Carolina, it's the number one fantasy matchup for quarterbacks. 3.3 passing scores per game. Well, 3.25 to be precise, but... Regardless, Teddy Bridgewater is obviously in the streamer radar, but we just have to know what Teddy is. And I, I keep finding this, I'm telling you, I keep finding this with people, that they don't know who these players truly are. Like, Teddy Bridgewater is not the, like, 500 passing yard, five touchdown type of quarterback. Like, that's not Teddy Bridgewater. He's a decent floor type quarterback in this type of matchup, but he even in this matchup doesn't have a massive ceiling. You know, I'm finding that, like, people are, like, shocked over Brandon Cooks from last week. Like, dude, this is Brandon Cooks. (laughs) Like, this is him. Kenyon Drake. This is Kenyon Drake. There's a reason why people literally hated him in fantasy when he was in Miami. This is him. Like, nothing's really changed about Kenyon Drake. So just know the players, right? Teddy Bridgewater, we know who he is. 
He's not the best streamer of the week, but he's a, he's a decent streamer. He He's not going to lose you this week. Let's put it th- that way. I do think there's another interesting streamer opportunity here at tight end. Ian Thomas, fairly widely available. And Atlanta has allowed seven touchdowns to tight ends so far this season. So if you're in a pinch, I don't mind it. Also, Mike Davis is obviously a premium play this week. He's a top 10 play. They're the number seven fantasy matchup for running backs. I think Mike Davis continues to roll, but of course, this is the last week for Mike Davis. That rental has to go back, all right, after this week, because CMC will be back next week, very likely. I don't want to say definitely, but very likely. On the other side, speaking of Kenyon Drake, let's not let him fool you this week. The Panthers still can't defend the run. He made he somehow made the Panthers' run defense look good. Uh, they are not good. They are not good against the run, and... Uh, Todd Gurley is lackluster. We know that. But what I like about Todd Gurley over the, like, especially the last two years, or well, this season and last season, is he still can find the end zone. Like, he showed us that last week that he can find the end zone. And that's really what he needs to do to give us fantasy value because he's not going to put up monster numbers as a runner. And the team just doesn't seem confident in him in the passing game. They're not using him that way. So. This is a matchup where he can get in the end zone. Carolina's already given up seven rushing scores to opposing running backs, so it's still pretty good. Uh, Julio Jones, man, I would not count on him playing, so just just throwing that out there. Uh, and, of course, I will take in this one. You know, last, last week on the podcast, if you listen to the podcast all the time, well, I appreciate you if you do, but I did say that my spidey senses were tingling about Carolina, and I still went and picked Arizona. I'm going with Carolina in this one. I'm just going to go for it. They are not the favorite, but I'm going with them. And the line movement has told me a little bit there. You know, I love to look at line movement when I make my picks. So the line movement in this one, uh, currently this thing opened up at minus three for the, uh, the Falcons. It is currently minus one. That's a two and a half point swing right there. That to me, I I'm going after it. You know, I'm going after it with Carolina. Anyway, moving on to the next contest on my list, which of course is the Vegas Raiders and Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, hey, Kansas City's pretty good against the pass, so uh, really I'm looking at this pretty simply. Not that you're going to be using much from the Raiders, but just use what you normally would, and that's it. Don't get too cute here. So you're using Darren Waller, you're using Josh Jacobs, and that's it. And of course, I mean, this is probably the quickest game we're going to do because you're using all of the Chiefs you would normally use, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to go bonkers in this one. Uh, Obviously, they are heavy favorites here. Uh, Right now, they're sitting at 12-point favorites. I've seen that line as high as 13 points. So I'm picking the Chiefs to win. That's an easy one. Whatever. I'll take the gimme putt when you give it to me. Uh, Moving on to Arizona and the Jets, and this is one of the games I obviously have to talk about. So the Jets had a presumptive positive test. So what that means is a test came back positive for a player, but they have to obviously have that player uh, test again. You know, we did see a a sort of very similar situation with Michael Burton last week where there was a presumptive positive, they went back, they retested. Now, we don't have, as of you know, Friday afternoon, it's about 3.30 Eastern when I'm recording this, I don't have anything more on this story as of right now. I don't have the results. So maybe by the time you're listening, we get the results. One of two things could happen here is 
we get a false positive and then everybody breathes a massive sigh of relief or he is in fact positive, whoever the player is. If that happens, then obviously that sets into motion another chain reaction because this game is a one o'clock game on Sunday. We would need to obviously see no positive tests elsewhere. And that is an unprecedented. I know everybody's looking at the Titans and like that debacle as sort of our example, but let's be clear. The Falcons had a positive test with AJ Terrell. He went to the COVID-19 reserve list and that was it. There was nothing else. Even the Patriots right now, the Patriots have a positive with three players, one practice squad, and then obviously Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore. That's it. That game only got pushed back a day. That's it. He's going to play at 5 o'clock on Monday. All right. (laughs) 2020. But anyway, I'm not overly concerned here. The NFL wants these games to happen. Everybody wants these games to happen. And as of now, the greatest indicator that I, I can say without having any other information is that there is no sports book out there who's taken a line down yet. So there you go. Currently sitting Arizona minus seven. I don't think the Jets have a shot this one. Arizona isn't trending in the right direction, but I'm going to take the Cardinals here. And I will just throw this out there. I mean, Kenyon Drake, so I did a little Twitter discussion earlier today of who's the biggest bust through the first quarter of the season. Kenyon Drake has widely been the most popular answer. He's not the only answer, but I'll agree. You know, yes, he's been a bust so far, but he also, this is Kenyon Drake. So we got to know who we're, we're dealing with here. And beyond that, this is a friendly reminder that he is still the number one running back there, so there still is RB2 value. Whether you like it or not, he is an RB2 play this week. He significantly outsnapped Chase Edmonds last week, 37 to 21. 21 snaps is a lot for the number two, but it is like, you know, it's a full-blown 65-35 committee, and the matchup's actually really good. Now, of course, Drake made a really good matchup look very bad last week, but I'm still going to use him... 4.53 yards per carry. I'm going to actually use, I'm going to make a DFS lineup specifically for Kenyon Drake just in case. Because you know, the one week where every one of us is off on Kenyon Drake, this this dude will go off himself. He'll put up the big week. So take that for what it is. Uh, On the other side, we know there's not much there outside of Jamison Crowder. Looks like Lev Bell could be back this week. That's far from a lock. Um, He you know, obviously is outside of the window where he can be activated. And so, you know, I never expected it to be more than three games anyway. If he's back, he's a flex play because it is a reasonably good matchup. Uh, Moving on to Philly and Pittsburgh. This line is held pretty steady. This is at minus seven. I don't think I've seen it move at all. Every so often I'll move, move back, that sort of thing. But anyway, 44 and a half over under in this one. I'm going to take the Steelers. I agree that this is Pretty much an easy matchup for them. Of course, easy in the NFL. (laughs) No such thing. But just because of how decimated Philly is on the offensive side of the ball, I think that, you know, they're going to get after it with the pass rush. And and really, it's a brutal matchup for Miles Sanders. 40.3 rushing yards per game is what the Steelers have allowed to opposing running backs so far this year. So we're downgrading Miles Sanders. I think you just go back to the well with Zach Ertz, by the way. Last week was not fun, but don't get too cute. He's a top 10 option. On the other side, Eric Ebron is a streamer option. The Eagles can't defend tight ends, so I'm firing Ebron up. I actually like his price point on DraftKings. It's four thousand bucks. That's not a bad price point at all, especially with you know potential red zone work 
out of Eric Ebron, which is where he's had success in the past. Deontay Johnson looks like he's good to go this week. He should see a shadow from Darius Slay, but I don't really, I'm not really worried about it. It's going to be a high volume game for him. Moving on to the Rams and Washington. And right now, this line has moved down from an open of I uh, open up at nine and a half. It's down to seven. And that's that's probably about right. The the line was too high to start. Seven seven makes sense here. I mean, the Rams are going West Coast to East Coast, too, and they're seven-point favorites. They're a weird team this year, for sure, and especially how they're deploying their running backs. Last week, of course, Malcolm Brown playing 35 snaps, Daryl Henderson playing 22. I would say that both could be a flex this week. It's not a good matchup, though. If I could, I would fade it outright. I want any piece of the Rams that I have still on my bench in terms of the backfield, but I don't want to play them. Uh, I do think Jared Goff bounces back here, though. The football team has been fairly kind to opposing quarterbacks. They're a number nine fantasy matchup for the position. On the other side, Antonio Gibson just continues to trend up. I think he's an RB2 at this point. Even though he was outsnapped by J.D. McKissick last week, doesn't really bother me. Kyle Allen in, at quarterback, it really doesn't change the outlook for somebody like Terry McLaurin, who's really the only other main every week fantasy guy on this team doesn't really change the outlook and remember I mean DJ Moore was able to put up decent numbers with him last year so that's kind of where we are can't be any worse than Haskins um I'll take the Rams if I didn't say that already blanking out here on a Friday uh moving on to Cincinnati at Baltimore I'll take I'll, I'll take Baltimore that's easy uh I think the line is maybe a little high I will throw that out there uh, it's minus 13 right now, and I think there's a puncher's chance here out of Cincinnati to stay in this one. I do think Baltimore is ultimately, just they just have too much firepower, but um, just throwing that out there. Anyway, A.J. Green, <laughs> I have him ranked behind T. Higgins this week, so that shows you where we are there. I don't really have much matchup, matchup info, but I'll tell you this. Marquise Brown with his air yards from last week, which 219, that's what he saw, 27.4 average depth of target. A big game is brewing for him. Whether it happens this week or not, I, I can't, obviously I'm not going to throw that out there. I can't predict the future. If I could, I wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> but that number does tell us that, yeah, big game is brewing. Lamar missed practice Wednesday, Thursday. He'll be back. No worried. No, not worried about him. He's playing. Uh, the backfield is another backfield I'm going to fade for right now. If I have Mark Ingram, I'm not dropping him because the schedule gets tougher going forward, and that's where I think we actually see him used, but can't use him this week. Jacksonville and Houston. Uh, the line has dropped a point. It's now five and a half minus five and a half for Houston. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the the line here. I'm actually going to take the favorite. I was tempted to take Jacksonville, but that's too big. Or it really is. It's too big of a line. I, I, I'll go with Houston. And then fast forward to Monday, and I'm like, yeah, should have taken Jacksonville. But anyway, that's where we are. Houston's given up a ton of rushing yards on the ground, 161.8 per game. So James Robinson, obviously giddy up there. Don't mind him at all on DraftKings this week as well. DraftKings, the way that wide receiver pricing is, you can really put together three nice running backs this week. Um I, I, I love him as a top 10 play in season long as well. And Gardner Mitchell, I've talked about as a good streamer option if you need one. He's probably not available at this point, but if you picked him up, he is in play. 
Uh, as for the other side of this, I mean, we know what Brandon Cooks is, so I'm not going to get too much into that. Any week could be a big week. Any week could be a goose egg. He's not going to be heavily targeted most every week. We know that. Maybe some of us don't. My bigger concern here is David Johnson playing just 36 of 65 snaps. I will tell you this. Duke Johnson is not a three-down back, and he will never be a three-down back. The book is officially written on Randy Duke Johnson. It is officially written. We know what this dude is. It's not going to change. It's not going to change. But does David Johnson's usage stay the same now with Bill O'Brien out of the mix? Was that a Bill O'Brien thing, or was this a, oh, no, this is going to happen again with David Johnson, he's going to fall out of favor thing? I don't know who else they really use here, so I don't think that's really the case, but, I, you know, the matchup's good. I just can't trust him as anything more than a back-end RB2. Yikes. Uh Miami, San Francisco, obviously taking the 49ers here. Jimmy G trending towards getting back on the field. So that helps things out. It's minus nine right now. It's moved up a half point from minus eight and a half. Anyway, that helps the cause. I mean, Miami has given up 9.1 yards per passing attempt. That is a league high. So, you know, Jimmy G not really a streamer, though. I think this is about the backfield. We'll see if Raheem Mostert is able to officially get back on the field. If he doesn't, it's all Jarek McKinnon. If he does, it's still Jarek McKinnon as a flex option. Let's be clear about that. This is a nice matchup uh, for running backs. It's a number nine matchup, so let's be clear about that one. It's a bad matchup on the other side. I love Miles Gaskin. I I can't trust him as anything more than a flex option. 2.97 yards per carry to opposing running backs this season. That's all the 49ers have given up. Yikes. Keep an eye on Isaiah Ford if you need a wide out, maybe a deeper add. Ten targets last week for Isaiah Ford. Uh, moving on to the Colts and the Cleveland Browns. This one is another one that's really interesting when you look at the odds. So right now, the Colts have moved down from a two-and-a-half-point favorite to a one-point favorite. That has me leaning towards taking Cleveland here. This is really... I can't believe I'm at this point where, you know, this is one of the most exciting games, but I'm really intrigued by this one. And I mean, hey, you have this like explosive offense in Cleveland, which who'd have thunk? And then you have this amazing defense in Indy, like who'd have thunk? But I I think that ultimately it's going to be a really close game. And, you know, here's what we do know. You can throw on Cleveland, but I'm not jamming Phillip Rivers in or anything like that. I think Mo Alley-Cox is like a sneaky deep streamer just because Cleveland struggles against tight ends and Phillip Rivers looks at Mo Alley-Cox in the end zone, but he needs to score a touchdown to be a good fantasy play because he's not going to have the volume. On the other side, I mean, if you have Baker, you could probably toss him back, but I think this one's just really all about Kareem Hunt this week. Even in a game where, let's say Cleveland does get down, let's say they they kind of get blown out early, even in that game, Kareem Hunt still does well for fantasy purposes, right? He still puts up a, a decent line because he's going to just get it done in the passing game. So I, I love Kareem Hunt this week. He's a top 10 play for me. Uh, otherwise, it, it's going to be a really interesting game. I'm super excited for that one. I'm excited for this one, but for very different reasons. The Giants and Dallas. I'm taking Dallas to win it, obviously. But uh, this one is, you know, hey, if you like offensive football, I mean, obviously you're going to get it out of Dallas. But what about the Giants? I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but their passing game is freaking really appealing this week. Here are the matchups. So the the Cowboys, number five matchup for quarterbacks, number two matchup for wide receivers, number seven matchup for tight ends. 
Daniel Jones, volatile AF, but definitely in play. And definitely a guy we could look at for DFS purposes. Now, I think Evan Ingram is also interesting. A lot of people saying he's trending down. I disagree. He's trending up. He had 10 targets last week. Keep that volume going here. And Devonta Freeman, I mean, hey, if you needed to use Devonta Freeman, he's a flex. I just don't want to have to be in that position, but some people are. So you could use him as a flex because he's the clear number one running back there. Um, doesn't matter for the Cowboys. You're playing all anybody involved in the passing game for sure. Just be aware that Amari Cooper's ADOT is really low. Michael Gallup's is very high. What does that mean? It means Cooper has a very high floor and he's going to continue to see heavy volume. Michael Gallup has a very high ceiling, but he is going to continue to be extremely volatile. Just know that if you own Michael Gallup. Minnesota and Seattle uh, for this one. This is another exciting game. This is a 57 over under right now. The line has moved down from nine at open down to seven, minus seven for Seattle. I'll take Seattle here. Kirk Cousins is a streamer. Now, here's the thing. Seattle has allowed 410.3 passing yards per game, but only one and a half passing scores per game. So they're the number two matchup, but, you know, I just don't know if I'm going to get too cute here. Like, if I had a choice of streamer this week, Cousins would probably be at the very bottom of the list for you. Not probably, he would be. I'd rather use Daniel Jones over him. I'd rather use Teddy over him. I'd rather use Gardner Minshew over him. But at least that's, you know, there's still obviously a lot of appeal here for Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson as well. I will say also, though, that Seattle is very good against the run. 2.94 yards per carry uh, opposing backfields. That's all they're averaging so far in 2020. Only the Bucks entering the week allowed fewer yards per carry. So Dalvin Cook could be in for an inefficient day, but he don't overthink it in season long. It's just maybe more of a reason to fade him in DFS this week. Uh, as for the other side, we know we're going to use everybody, but because the Vikings are also... Pretty friendly to opposing passing games. 8.6 yards per attempt, 299.8 passing yards per game. It is a reason to look at Greg Olson as a streamer. I've mentioned a couple times that, um, you know, I really want Greg Olson on rosters because I want to get a piece of the Seattle passing game. So if you were in a pinch, then you could go after that. Now, I'm not going to talk about the Denver-New England game or the Los Angeles Chargers or and New Orleans game because those are on Monday. And I'm not going to talk about the Buffalo and Tennessee game because that is on Tuesday. But just to update you, Denver, New England, 5 p.m. start on Monday. And then, of course, Buffalo and Tennessee. That's a 5 p.m. Eastern start uh, on Monday. So, yay. Um, and then Buffalo and Tennessee uh, is a 7 p.m. Eastern start on Tuesday. So we'll update you on those uh, next week on the podcast. So we'll have a little bonus content there. Hey, stop by FTNFantasy.com to go check out all the goodness. You know, one of my goals at FTN, and, it, and it's a goal that I know my partners at FTN share, all of the ownership, we share this, is I, I want you to, you know, if you have a subscription, I want you to come back in a week and be like, oh, wow, they added that, that my subscription got better. And a week after that, they're like, oh, my God, they added that. My subscription got better. Our goal is to keep getting better all the time, and that's what we're doing. We're adding things like the expected fantasy points tool. We're adding things at FTN Bets, like my 
uh, player props tool, like all of this stuff continuing to make your subscription worth more than the day you bought it. So if you aren't in on it now, that's going to continue regardless. And of course, we do have all of our football subscriptions are now twenty reduced by 25%. So 25% off. You don't need a promo code for that. And then if you want an additional 10% off of that price, you can use the promo code RATPACK. Not bad. Not too shabby. Uh, checking in on our iTunes progress here. And, you know, I'm still blown away by how well we have done here. This helps the podcast out immensely. And right now we're at 977 ratings. That's Mike. We're Michael Jordan away. We're Michael Jordan away from 1,000. So if you haven't already reviewed the show, I would greatly appreciate it if you did. It's super easy to do, especially if you have an iPhone. Open up the podcast app, find my podcast, The Rant, and then scroll to the bottom. Click the stars. That's it. You could also just search out The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe on iTunes, in Google, or whatever search engine you use, and it'll take you to the the Apple Podcast page, and then you can review it from there. Uh, again, super easy to do, If you even if you don't listen to us on iTunes. Wherever you listen to us, those reviews on iTunes, though, help us immensely. So please, please, please do that. Once we get to 1,000, we're going to have a good time, baby. 23 away. That's going to happen next week. I called it. It could could happen over the weekend. L-F-G. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. Remember, the easiest way to get your star sick questions answered is to check out my rankings at FTNFantasy.com. All right. Enjoy the football this weekend, and uh, we'll be back Monday for another edition of the pod. I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.